Mr. Kevin Owaki, welcome to Mint. How are you doing, my friend? Thank you for being on. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having hey, me, Adam. Hey, Great hey. to be here. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, it's good to have you here. Uh, you're doing some really cool stuff in this space, and uh, I'm really mm -hmm. glad for you to be a part of season four uh, and, and share all the good things that's happening at Gitcoin. So without further ado, let's just dive right in, okay? Let's do let's it, Let's start yeah. with a quick intro. Who are you, Kevin? What does the world need to know about you? Uh, but I'm, I'm particularly curious, how'd you get your start in crypto? Sure. Yeah. Who are you is a loaded question, right? Because yes. we're all doing digital identity and it's multidimensional, right? But exactly. uh, what's relevant to your audience is that I founded Gitcoin, which is a place that you can get coins if you're a software engineer or a designer or um, increasingly many, many other types of things. And I got my start in crypto in uh, uh, really like 2013, 2014, started building little side projects uh, and just messing around with what was possible on Bitcoin and then later on Ethereum. And uh, Gitcoin was like my sixth side project uh, that I worked on. In 2017, I'd say that crypto shifted from like people who are hobbyists into something you could actually make a career out of. And yeah. so Gitcoin was kind of my launch pad into the ecosystem as, uh, you know, actually building an Internet of Jobs type application. So... So yeah, just just have always been interested with the idea of networked money and programmable money and the internet of money, and uh, was just systematically exploring ideas until I landed on Gitcoin, and and that was the one. So you talked about having six other uh, hobbies that you were building towards. Uh, what were the other six, if you remember? Yeah. Uh, so um, basically. Uh, I got my start in tech. I mean, I have a computer science degree from from Delaware, 2006, and uh, went in corporate America for two years, and I fucking hated every second of it. Um, and I really wanted a way out. Uh, the way out that I found was being the CTO of an online dating website that went through Techstars, which is like an entrepreneur accelerator, like of a can of Y Combinator. And yeah. Um, yeah, that was quite an adventure. We raised our Series A the week that Lehman Brothers collapsed. Um, oh, nice. and <laughs> yeah, um, but, but anyway, like the TLDR is like been a web two entrepreneur for like 10 years and okay. I've just like kind of seen a lot of shit because of that. And, um, you know, uh, one of the things that I learned was that it's, it's funner to be in frontier tech than it is to be like climbing the corporate ladder at some like old state corporation. So I was the organizer of, uh, the Boulder startup weeks, Boulder startup week is this one week celebration of entrepreneurship and technology every May in Boulder, Colorado. And it's kind of like one part hippie, one part technology, one part entrepreneurship, given that it's Boulder, Colorado, which is all those things. And right. I started, I, I was running like the future of tech track for that because I, you know, I wanted to really, I just wanted to like systematically discover AI and virtual reality and machine learning and block blockchain. And, um, and during that time, you know, I I was just kind of exploring those frontier tech. And so what I built was a um, I built a, a VR meditation app, uh, which is like the most Boulder, Colorado thing that I've ever done. Um, a VR hunting app, which is basically like you ever been in a bar and you played like big game hunter. I've actually never been in a podcast in like Fonzie, the audience, but like um, we, we made a VR like version of big game hunter, which is pretty dope. Um, I built an AI driven crypto app, which was called Pie Trader. Oh. Um, I ran the Boulder blockchain meetup and I built a tool called Adblock to Bitcoin, which basically just replaced Adblock ad space where publishers are losing out on revenue with a QR code that solicited Bitcoin donations, um, which like that was a crazy that was a crazy build. I built it at like 4 a.m. because I couldn't sleep and I put it on <laughs> Hacker News and at like 
9 a.m. a wire a wired.com reporter was like emailing me. He was like, Can I write about this? And by the oh, end of the day, shit. like completely like from conception to like in wired magazine in like nine hours. Um, I built a tool called You've Got ETH, which allowed you to send ETH to any email address without a, uh, having to have a private key. I did a brief stint with a blockchain hedge fund. And, you know, if you just look on my GitHub, there's like a, a trail All of tiers of, of yeah. dead projects. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I engineered my way into the spaces just by trying shit and failing at it. The MVP of Gitcoin, I started in May of 2017 and it like formally launched in September of 2017. So a lot of nights and weekends, hours to get to get to where Gitcoin was. One, one thing I like about your story is that you're literally at the intersection of community and technology which is yeah. basically all that crypto is from running the blockchain meetup, right? And building communities yeah. around that to then freaking hustling your way and doing hobbyist projects on the side just to try to extract value, build value, ideas that were in your head. And then that led to the birth of, of Gitcoin slowly but surely. Can you walk me through more of like the origin story? So I, I, I know you, yeah. you mentioned a little bit back earlier, but walk me through how did that come to life? How did you get into the public good space and decide sure. to do Gitcoin? Like, give me that entire story. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, uh, you know, like uh, I can I can sort of give you that stuff. But like the first thing I want to say is like the intersection of community and technology. I yeah. think the people who are going to win in this space are the ones who got into those things uh, because those are ends in themselves. Like community is an end in itself. And if you're doing it as a means to an end, you will not be as successful as someone who is doing it as an end in themselves in mm. itself. And um, and I and I think that like what's cool is that those of us who have been community doing community and technology just for the love of it have basically front run all of the people who are just getting in opportunistically because there's there's money here now. Um, so I just think that's cool. Um, Which by the way is like how I got my start too. I got to start yeah. building communities on my college campus. I used to like I yeah. read the Bitcoin white paper like uh, what in 2017 2018 and then spent yeah. all of winter break trying to understand it and then started writing in university Facebook groups. If anybody wants to learn about peer to peer payments on a Saturday like 3 p.m. Yeah. I'm doing whiteboard sessions. So I really, I really echo that. Totally. But to actually answer your question, um, so Gitcoin's a place that you can get coins if you're a software developer. And right. basically there's two things that we're trying to solve that were both informed by my time, my 10 years doing Web2 tech startups. The first was that I hired 45 software engineers during that time. I was a v CTO, VP engineering, director of engineering. Um, and engineers are like, you know, they're, you know, like, if you're an engineer, like you're the hot girl going to the dance, like lots of people want to take you to right. the dance. And it's because everyone needs engineers to build digital experiences. And um, one of the things that I learned was that um, the recruiting industry is this insane arbitrage between like on one side of things, you have a $99 a month LinkedIn subscription. And on the other side of things, you sell placements of engineers at companies for like 35 <laughs> K. So like, just like figuring out how to recruit without an engine, without like having to rely on a recruiter was like a big eye-opening moment for me. And that was point number one was like re recruiters um, are intermediaries. How can we disrupt them was like part number one of Gitcoin. And then okay. the second thing was that everything I ever built and everything most of us build is open source software. Um, and open source is this just like beautiful expression of human speech where we're building our digital infrastructure and putting it out there for free and there's no way to monetize it. And over the last 20 years, as Linux has beaten Microsoft in the cloud wars and open source is everywhere, a technologist like me, when I'm starting a new project, doesn't build his own database server, web server, networking stack, 
I use Linux, I use Postgres, I use Nginx, I use Python, and those are all available for free. So this is massive digital infrastructure that a study in 2014 said creates $400 billion per year in economic value. And the people who are working on that infrastructure are working nights and weekends because they can't get a job that Jeez. does open source that, that pays for that work. I think my kids are playing in the hallway. Um, I'm going to have to close morning, my door real morning. quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, give me one it, sec. Yeah. yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, I, my kids were just playing in the hallway and I just had to go off screen for a second because I had to <laughs> shut the door, but like, you know, I actually like use that to make a point, which is like for an engineer like me, who's like 35, like I'm not 22 and just like vagabonding around the world anymore. Like I have a mortgage, right. I have kids, I have like college to plan for. Um, there's an systematic incentive for someone like me to go work at like JP Morgan chase so I can pay my mortgage as opposed to work on open source where I don't get any return for it. And so Gitcoin uh, just recognized that there's a huge asymmetry between value created and value captured for open source software developers. And we want to correct that asymmetry. So, you know, to actually answer your question, which was, you know, what were the threads you were pulling when you started Gitcoin? It was uh, disintermediating recruiters and funding public goods like open source software. Got it. Kevin, I feel like that takes such a specific mindset, such a, such a specific character and, and personality type. How would you kind of describe yourself to someone who's never met you? And like, why are you so passionate about this specific, uh, I want to say niche, because it's actually really, really big. And the, the, the economic value that's generated through it is huge. But yeah. I'm curious, like you, you're deciding to dedicate what feels like a lot of your life to building what you believe should be open source software and paying people accordingly uh, to their contributions. Like, walk me more through that. Um. It's a lot of directions I could take that question. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that like the ultimate opportunity that we have in this space is um, there's $2 trillion in an open source financial system. And the money that used to go to IT on Wall Street went, went to some back office on Wall Street now is being deployed on open source. Um, and so there's just a huge opportunity to reinvent how open source is funded in the wake of that. But more generally, I think the interesting design space is that we now have programmable money and we can program our values into our money. And this is something that only like the Fed could do in the past. And now it's like open source and, you know, everyday citizens can do it, um, you know, at least, you know, and they should do it in a way that's moral and is compliant with the laws, of course. Um, but but I just think that that design space is, is so huge because so many things rely on money. And um, I just, th I don't know. It's like, it's just like really a blessing to be able to work on that full time. Uh, if I was alive a hundred years ago, I'd probably be doing manual labor. And instead I get to like tickle my brain every day as I'm trying to build Gitcoin and it's hard, but it's really satisfying and self-actualizing to, to try to make a dent in the universe and hopefully guide the internet of money in a more regenerative direction. So I don't even remember what question you asked no, me. My, my, my question is like, again, it takes a specific type of person to dedicate a lot of their time, a lot of their energy to this, this ethos, right? And you come again from the web two world now into web three, you've been a hobbyist, yeah. you've been building communities, you've been building software, you've gotten traction, yeah. uh, let alone with Gitcoin. But again, it takes a certain personality to actually like lead yeah. that. Front. Well, I mean, like, I don't know, like, what am I going to do? Like go get a corporate job or go work at fucking ball aerospace and like build on, <laughs> a lot like, of people do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, here's the thing is like, 
I so what this actually is in an important. Uh, how old are you? You're like a couple years out of school. 24. 24. Yeah. Oh man, I was I was 24. I was young once. Um, I actually Fresh think meat. that like the 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 path that I got on. So a lot of my friends from school. I went to a state school. I didn't go to like Stanford or anything like that. I went to okay. Delaware. Um, and and one of the things that I saw in a, with a lot of my like friends, um, is that when they worked in corporate America, they got addicted to the salary and the lifestyle of that. And right. then when they started to have kids and have a mortgage, they were they knew they were climbing the wrong hill, but they have an obligation to be the breadwinner. And so they stay in corporate America because they're afraid of going down that hill and like being naked. Actually, this, I'm like yeah. mixing my metaphors now, but like it's hard to get off the local maxima and climb the global maxima. And like mm-hmm. you feel very naked when you have like when you're the senior architect three at like Northrop Grumman and you have to get into open source where no one gives a fuck about your credentials. And, and one of the things that I just did from the start was like, I was 23 starting a startup and jumping in the deep ends of startups. And I've always been climbing the startup hill, like pretty much since college. And, um, I, I think that there's a certain amount of like psychological safety that, um, comes from just like always being on the market and always trying to hone my skills and always trying to create an impact. And, you know, for people who are like, don't get used to the start to the corporate like salary. And um, because then you'll never be able to to do anything else, I think is like the, the, the way I got on this trajectory. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. What's up, guys? Adam Levy here. Sorry for the quick pause. I wanted to give some love to our two NFT sponsors that are making this episode a reality. They are Coinvise and Polygon Studios. On Coinvise, you can create a personal or community-owned social token on Ethereum or Polygon. Coinvise also helps you create incentives through token rewards and bounties, NFT business models, and bot integrations for Discord. Discover more today by visiting coinvise.co. Polygon Studios is the gaming and NFT arm of Polygon, who's focused on growing the blockchain gaming and NFT industry while bridging the gap between Web2 and Web3 gaming. The Polygon Studios ecosystem comprises highly loved blockchain games like OpenSea, Upshot, Avagachi, Zedrun, Skyweaver, Decentraland, and Decentral Games. If you're a gamer, builder, or NFT creator looking to join the Polygon Studios ecosystem, get started today by visiting polygonstudios.com. All right, back to the episode. I want to talk to you more about uh, the incentive to build for open source. Um, can you walk me more through that? Of course, you, you're the whole marketing narrative is like a gitcoin you can get coins right but what is, yeah. what does that really mean um because projects they 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 kind of like fundraise uh yeah. to get funding right from different different contributors that love the concept of open source software that love the concept of con- sure. contributing and supporting the ethereum ecosystem but what's the incentive to build for open source yeah well i mean i think that like you know, the status quo is that there's not much incentive other than like maybe you'll land sure. a job at Google who will right. allow you to contribute to open source 20% of your time. Um, so there's an asymmetry between value created and value captured. And, that, and that's fundamentally what we want to change at Gitcoin is uh, close that asymmetry between value created and value captured. And what that does is like if we can solve that problem, then what you do is that thousands of developers that worked at JP Morgan Chase or these private corporations can come work on the open internet and still pay their mortgage. Like that's the world that we want to build where Gitcoin's maximally successful and we're not there yet. Um, but but yeah, like tangibly what you can do on Gitcoin is that uh, the ways we figured out in order to monetize open source software developers is that 
Uh, we run virtual hackathons. So basically, if you're trying to contribute to crypto and you want to get paid for it, you can work on something in a virtual hackathon with the Ethereum Foundation, with Gitcoin itself, with several other DAOs in the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So that's like kind of a like, I would almost say it's like a paid like, like a paid tour of the crypto ecosystem. And, you know, yeah. um, and so that's virtual hackathons. We've also got this thing called Gitcoin Grants, which is the number one crowdfunding platform in the Ethereum ecosystem. Um, and, and basically what it does is like, you can crowdfund your contribution, like contributions to pay for the work that you're already doing that supports open source software. So like hackathons are very good. If you're just entering the ecosystem, and you want to make a name for yourself. If you already have a name for yourself and you're already creating value, you can use grants. Um, mm. and in aggregate, those two products have delivered $51 million worth of funding to open source software developers over the last three and a half years. We're wow. doing like $6 million per quarter. So it's not peanuts, wow. but it's also not $500 billion per, per year, which is you know the, the total market size if we're maximally successful. Um, and then the third thing is that um, we've got this thing called Kernel, which is just basically like a Web3 university where uh, we take 200 of the top new contributors to the ecosystem, the creme de la creme of the ecosystem. And we introduce them to ideas from Vitalik Buterin and Glenn Weil and sometimes actually get them mm. FaceTime with these people. And we usher them through, this is the philosophy and the ethos and the technology that you need to be successful in this space. And, and that's what Kernel is. So, um, you know, I, I'd say that I, I would consider Gitcoin to be like an internet of jobs application, but we're unbundling what it means to have a job. You are... In, in a networked age, you're earning, you're learning, you're connecting and maybe hiring other people. And I just believe that'll be peer to peer in the future as opposed to hierarchical as it was in a corporation in the past. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. So 52 million, okay, captured so far. And you said there's 400, 500 billion of uh, value generated. Uh, what's per the year. plan to actually capture more of that per year? Um. And how do you like? How do you actually like? How 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 does one actually capture all that value that's generated? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I feel um, like it's one of your biggest challenges. Totally. So, um, if you ever want to see our stats, go to Gitcoin.co/results. Uh, okay. Launch launch that page in 2017 when everyone had a flowery vision of how they're going to change the world, and Gitcoin was actually doing it. I was like, these are our stats, and it's updated every three hours. So, like, you know, if you want to see our stats, check out Gitcoin.co/results. Um, but the question is like, you know, how do we scale from doing six, let's say, there we go. Okay. Yeah. $52 million. You can see it's on an accelerating trajectory. Yeah. Um, like six or $9 million per quarter is, is what we're doing. Um, Crazy. yeah, I mean like, you know, we're just like our KPI is like number go up, but for public goods funding, not asset prices. And I, and I think that the way that you do that is that. Um, you just build tools that allow crypto networks and ecosystem to allow people who want to contribute to them to contribute and to get coins for doing it. And so um, we're kind of moving from like being one of the biggest ecosystem builders in the Ethereum Foundation to um, to launching this thing called uh Gitcoin Aqueducts, which is basically like if you're launching an NFT project or you're launching a DeFi product, um, you can take the technology that the Ethereum ecosystem uses to self-organize on Gitcoin and you can just use it for your project. So um, Vitalik Buterin is called Gitcoin, a significant pillar of the Ethereum ecosystem that some or all of the projects are using to rely on for support. And it's just taking that playbook and giving it to every DeFi project and NFT project right. that is out there. And by the way, these all have like treasuries, like Uniswap has a 
six Crazy. billion dollar treasury now. Yeah. So like, Insane. I think that's how you scale. You scale it up is like you just provide the the tools for people who are building open source ecosystems to uh, to get contributors into their ecosystem and retain them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But, uh, one, go ahead. Which, go by ahead. the way, like quick plug for new in the audience. Uh, if you're starting an NFT or DeFi project, please email me, <laughs> Kevin at Gitcoin.co, and we'll get you hooked up with a uh, ecosystem building kit. Oh, what is it? What does ecosystem building kit entail? Um, right now, so we've we've got like a quarterly Gitcoin grants round, which is right. we'll deploy six million dollars per quarter, and um, there's like I think of it as a series of circles. Like the main pot is the main circle, but we're now what we're trying to do is like bolt on side rounds. So like Polygon and Uniswap and Tally Cash all have side rounds on Gitcoin, and the ultimate like. The thing that's powerful about that is that um, we're not just matching contributions to Ethereum open source, but also to these ecosystems, open source projects. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, if you email me and if you have a project that um, has funding and is is like legitimate, uh, then we'll just add a side round to every Gitcoin grants round for you. So the idea is that um, the, the whole point of what we're doing at Gitcoin is uh, that people contribute to the public good instead of having to work on their own projects that have their own business models. And so the ultimate expression of this is that uh, it's kind of, uh, it, it gives people the incentive to contribute to the public good of the Ethereum ecosystem or the Uniswap ecosystem or of your ecosystem uh, by setting up, uh, setting up these funding rounds on Gitcoin. So what we want to do is have like an ecosystem funding in the box uh, kit where, where you just basically give give a certain amount of your protocol revenues or your your token supply to the gitcoin matching pool and we'll recruit people and organize your ecosystem building activities so that's that's kind of how we're how we're scaling what we're doing at gitcoin but also providing more utility to the ecosystem interesting okay so beyond uh this developer uh or this 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 toolkit that you guys are talking about that you're talking about specifically that you're using as a source to help up and coming nft projects how else do you see open source software development empowering like creators uh, and related creative communities? Like what, what does that look like? I feel like a lot of the focus is on developers and like uh, yeah. a DeFi projects for the most part. I saw some educational projects on there as well. Yeah. Can you walk me through more of the intersection between creators X uh, Gitcoin? Yeah, totally. Um, I definitely start talking about Gitcoin. I started talking about software developers because I am a developer. Like, right. Uh, we, I don't know if this is going to be a video <laughs> podcast, but like check out my ponytail. Yeah. Proof of developer. Um, <laughs> Pretty long. <laughs> but, but um, you know, one of the things is like we started off wanting to really build and uh, fund open source software, but now we've moved on to all digital public goods. So a public good is something that is non-excludable and non-rivalrous, which just means that like when I download an open source software repository, no one can stop me from doing that. And it's non-rivalrous, which means that Adam, if I download it, it doesn't stop you from downloading it because we can make infinite copies. Right. And those are those are digital public goods. And one of the things that we've kind of learned is that open source software is one digital public good, but there's also journalism, which is a public good. Like you reading an article and being informed about something does not stop right. me. It's non-excludable, non-rivalrous. There is also, um, I think, like uh, basically uh, education is, is a public good for the ecosystem. I think that uh, privacy is a public good, privacy technology. And so um, and TLDR, we're, we're expanding from just software developers into designers and journalists and educators right. and right. anyone who's contributing to the public good and not just software developers. And I just like, I need to get more inclusive in my language by, by talking about knowledge workers instead of developers. But 
Um, so for example, all these content creators on YouTube, on TikTok, et cetera, are, those are yeah. technically a form of, 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 of a public good, right? It's creating educational content, doing something for free for the betterment yeah. of society. I mean, they get paid. There's probably yeah, incentives, and, but how, am I thinking about this the right way? Yeah, you are. And the huge thing here is that we're moving people away from having to rely on ads in order to make their living uh, by doing crowdfunding and you know, we use this mechanism called collagenic funding on Gitcoin, which I can right. get into, but like ads create the ultimate perverse incentive where I just want to get as many eyeballs as possible. And so I will try to elicit an emotional response from you, whether it's positive or negative in order to go viral and get more eyeballs on me so I can make more money. And what mm -hmm. we want to do is we want to shift the incentives from that incentive landscape to an incentive landscape of who's creating the public, the most public good. Um, and, and that is the big opportunity. I think of the internet of money, the web 2.0 is very based on ad ad models. And if we can move to a model that supports the public good in web three, I think that's going to create this like decentralized fractal of, of just like beautiful, uh, civic engagement and internet scale democracy that, that I think will just like be really beautiful looking, looking back. But, um, but yeah, anyway, so like TLDR, if you're a content creator in the web three ecosystem, sign up for Gitcoin grants and you can have a grant just like a software developer would is the, is like the mm. tangible result of all these conversations. Got it. Interesting. I know I, I recall in like other interviews uh, when I was doing some research more about you and more about Gitcoin, you talked about there was this like this happy marriage between journalists and developers in the Ethereum ecosystem oh, yeah. that kind of spurred a lot of the traction around public goods. Um, mm. which I found was super interesting because like you said earlier, like journalists are creators in their own respect, right? They are a, a, a very like uh, lean definition of what a public good is or contributing to open source knowledge, whatever you want to call it. Can you walk me through more about that story and what, what is that kind of like the synergies between sure. journalists and developers and how that led to Gitcoin? Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. So I kind of, I kind of have to explain quadratic funding in order to answer that go question. And like, yeah, I don't do want to go too deep. I'm going to try to do it in like 45 seconds or less, but um, basically the, the magic of, of Gitcoin grants is this thing called quadratic funding, which was invented by Glenn Weil, Vitalik Buterin and Zoe Hitzig. I am just like, kind of like the, like they're the game theorists. I'm just like the hipster who makes it like neon and like gives you a web interface to use it. <laughs> um, and um, the way quadratic funding works is that uh, Adam, if you raise a grant that, gets $100 from 100 contributors, and I raise a grant that gets $100 from one contributor, then um, basically what we're doing is we're running a matching campaign that matches all of the contributions to the crowdfunding campaign with a matching pool that is $3 million per quarter. And um, in that example that I just said, in a one-to-one -one matching, both of those grants would get $100 worth of matching. But in quadratic funding, what you do is you reward people who have more contributions from a wider set of personas. So in that example where you have $100 from 100 contributors and I have $100 from one contributor, we actually give like 98% of the Got matching it. pool to the one with the wider source of, of, of support. Okay. And so um, that's quadratic funding and that's what powers Gitcoin grants. That, that's the mechanism that allows us to build and fund digital public goods in a decentralized way that optimizes for the preferences of the poor and the many instead of the rich and the few. And um, and I think that that's the magical thing is like it's it you're getting supported based off of the number of your peers that think that you're doing a good job for the public good, not what some like power broker uh, it thinks. And I think that that's the magic of, of quadratic funding. Um, oh shit. Now I forgot the, the question that you asked me. That was no, no, this is good. This is on the right. This is on the right path. Yeah. I'm talking about the story be behind the intersection of journalists and developers and oh. how that kind of led to the rise yeah. uh, so, of so Gitcoin. 
Yeah, so that mechanism works not only for open source software developers, but for journalism and privacy researchers and an educator, any public good it works for. And that's 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 the magic of quadratic funding. And what we learned was that um, there's there's this problem where like software developers are not building and aggregating an audience. Um, and so when they're running a quadratic funding matching campaign and we're optimizing for the preferences of the poor and the many, many people just don't know that they could be funding their digital infrastructure. And um, the perfect marriage, so we've run 12 rounds of Gitcoin grants and deployed about $40 million on Gitcoin grants. And one of the, the beautiful things that we saw around round four was that um, the, uh, like, basically we were just funding open source software from rounds one through three. And then we added a journalism round in round four. And what that did was not only did it like cause some controversy because like some journalists are just like Twitter accounts and it's like, is a Twitter account a public good is, is like a whole rabbit hole you could go down. But the, the tangible result was that the journalists have a big audience that they've aggregated and they would tweet about uh, their grant on Gitcoin. And then those people would come to Gitcoin and they wouldn't just fund the journalist, but they would fund the open source software that was right mm -hmm. next to it on the platform. And that was the key unlock was that if you fund there's a pluralism of different public goods. And if you support all of them all in one place, you support all of the, all of, there's a network effect where it gets better. The more public goods that you're supporting in one place. And um, one of the KPIs that we optimize for at Gitcoin is how do we get you to add more grants to your cart before you check out? So basically instead of just supporting this one grant, how do we get you to support this one grant and then shop around and add all these right. other different grants uh, to your to your cart? And that's like a design goal that we have for Gitcoin. So so yeah, that's that's actually how the journalism rounds support the educators, support the software developers, support mm. the designers all in one place. So again, I bring this story up because a journalist is basically a creator. Like I consider a lot of what I do is a, a very much like uh, the, the foundation of journalism uh, to, to an extent. So to hear that journalists got their start, or uh, I guess Gitcoin got its start supporting journalists that then led to software development and, and the list goes on and on and on is, is really interesting to hear. Um, I guess my final question to you, Kevin, is what can society do to adopt more of a public goods mindset like yours and how to actually more build with a public goods mindset? Um, I think awareness is the first step that, um, you know, we just kind of have to break people out of this idea that there's this like mean reversion bias, which is, you know, anything that's going to be discovered has already been discovered. And, and I like, you know, it's like the, it's like the, the you know, the, the, the classical game theoretic example of mean reversion is like a turkey who's like, everything is fine. Everything will continue to be fine. And then on on like day 800 of their life, they get their head chopped off to be Thanksgiving dinner, right? <laughs> That's like the ultimate like mean reversion thing. And like the thing that you see with Web2 uh, people is that um, everyone just thinks that ads are going to continue to be the business model and like sometimes subscription services. And, and the thing that I'm trying to encourage people to do is like, holy shit, let's climb off of that local maximum and find the global maximum. We now have programmable money and we can program our values into our money. And so let's build better ways for our, us to, for humanity to express its value uh, than just like, do I want to click on this? Does this elicit a right. do dopamine rush and clickbait on me? So like the, the first thing to dislodging people, in, I think the first thing is like dislodge people from this mean reversion bias that it's not even worth fucking trying doing anything other than than playing your own rivalrous game. And I, th I think that like 
once you've done that, then the question is, okay, what's, what kind of like civilization do we, do we want to live in? What values do we want to program into our money? And then you get into a place and this is all very hard, right? Because you have to like leave your like safety of, of what works now and you have to go explore. And like, I started seven fucking projects before I started Gitcoin and I had the persistence to like be like a fish swimming up upstream in order to in order to build Gitcoin. And like not everyone wants to do that, but yeah. you can hang out and vibe with the people who are doing that. Um, and and I think like so my answer to that question is um, regenerative crypto economics. So how do we build a crypto economic in infrastructure that has net positive externalities and each individual project is an impact DAO, which has positive externalities on the world? Um, and since since I'm on your podcast, I'm going to really quickly shill my book which is called Let's Green go. Pill, How Crypto Can Regenerate the World. You can get it at greenpill.party. And what I want to do is I want to see a thousand experiments blossom. This is not Gitcoin's story. This is all of our story. And I'm just aggregating it and talking about it in as many places as will have me, is how do we build a regenerative crypto economic infrastructure from the world? But the first step is is shaking people off of this mean reversion bias that it'll all just be web two and it'll it'll stay the way it is because the world is changing very quickly and i think that we have to grab the bull by the horns and build a world that we want to live in and to me that's regenerative crypto economics but you know people should launch their own experiments with their own hypotheses and see where that takes them i love it Kevin. that's an awesome place to end off i love your energy before i let you go where can we find you where can we find more about what you're building give us the shill yeah, totally. Uh, Google Gitcoin. We finally reached a place where Gitcoin does not, or where Google does not autocorrect Gitcoin to Bitcoin. So yes, we've <laughs> nice. done it. Uh, the um, if you search for Kevin Iwaki, O W O C K I, you can find me. I'm mostly active on Twitter. I I um I oscillate between thought leadering and memeing and shit posting on Twitter, which is yeah. kind of fun to just like vibe with people on, on Twitter. <laughs> and um yeah, I think you and I got connected on Twitter DMs. And then yeah. and then um if you're coming to East Denver next week, I we're gonna be hosting a one day mini conference about regenerative crypto economics and all of these themes. It's gonna be called Shelling Point. Uh, nice. so yeah, come to Shelling Point if 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 you're out at That's East on Denver a Thursday, and, right? Yeah, Thursday, 217. I don't know when this will, will air, yeah. but if, if it's before that, come to Shelling it Point. Be, if it's not, check out the Shelling yeah. Point videos. <laughs> uh, and uh, Vitalik Buterin speaking, Trake from Coordinate is speaking, Audrey Tang, the digital minister of Taiwan is speaking, Glenn Weil is speaking. We got wow. we got a stacked lineup. And um, you know what I'm what I'm trying to do is create a shelling point for the hopeful people who want to use crypto to rebuild our institutions in a more digital native way. And so um, it's the aggregation of all of the community, not just Gitcoin that's doing this. But if you want to get involved, send me a, 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 a tweet at twitter.com slash Iwaki and we'll get you plugged in. Amazing. Thank you so much, Kevin. Hope to have you again soon. Peace and love. This was fun.